Welcome to the Knowledge Chamber. I'm your host, Robert Hess. Now, the PDC is over, but that doesn't mean the content's gone. We're still taking putting seminars online for the PDC, so you can access those anytime you want. In today's episode, we're going to talk with Paul Stubbs. He did a seminar at PDC 09 about how to integrate Silverlight with your SharePoint 2010 applications. Welcome, Paul. How are you? Now, um, so integrating SharePoint and Silverlight together, I mean, those are you know, two technologies. One is like a web development technology that people are writing applications with, and the other is more um, a, I don't know, a bl blogging, documentation management sort of thing. I don't really see the two as being specifically tied together too tightly. Right. Well, I mean, SharePoint is one of our fastest growing platforms, and the things that it provides are things like site provisioning, quickly getting websites up and running in your team environment, document management, records management, uh, simple database, logging, library support, workflow. So SharePoint itself is a huge platform built upon ASP.NET. So with ASP.NET, things like HTML pages and ASP.NET pages come into play, and that's really where Silverlight fits in, right? Silverlight really becomes the rich, interactive environment that sits on top of uh, SharePoint to really light up that platform and become that rich environment that you develop these uh, nice applications with. Now, now the, the audience for SharePoint, I mean, in my mind, I might be wrong about this, but I, I see it as more of the, the, the businesses, line of business people, so it's like inside of Boeing they might use SharePoint, but I don't really see it as being a uh, customer-facing, audience-facing uh, sort of technology. And yet Silverlight, I think, is being something that, hey, I'm trying to make something whizzy and fancy looking to grab people's attention and make them think that i am a got this great application or something like that. I, I, and so I don't really see it as being this line of business just to the facts, ma'am, sort of thing. Right, yeah. So today, uh, SharePoint has traditionally been what you explained, that sort of internal-only environment. Um, but with SharePoint 2010, that's growing to be extranets as well as internet-facing sites. Things like SharePoint Online now have licensing for SharePoint 2010 to enable you to very do that very easily. Um, but to your point, you know, uh, internal developers or internal customers of your of your business applications are demanding more. You know, they go home and they see the rich interactions that they, they experience on the internet, and then they bring that experience to work and they bring that expectation to work. And so, uh, customers, your users, are really demanding that your business applications aren't just uh, gray boxes that they've traditionally been in the past. It's not just green screens. They really expect that same experience in work as they do uh, the experience as consumers at home. And so the lines blur between whether I'm just a, a enterprise worker or I'm a you know user at home operating on something like Facebook or some other rich application. Mm -hmm. And so really Silverlight's on, and taking it to the next level, bringing those experiences to your line of business applications to do the things that, that uh, make it easy for you as a consumer, make it also as valuable as an enterprise user to have those rich, easy experiences to visualize your data. And if you think about Silverlight in terms of BI, business intelligence, that rich interaction really allows you to visualize data that may not be obvious in your company today using Silverlight to make that easy. Um, also, Silverlight as a developer platform um, is much quicker. It's a more rapid development process than developing things like HTML or, or XML or XSLT pages or ASP.NET pages, right? The rich Visual Studio environment makes developing Silverlight applications much quicker, easier to debug, easier to deploy, easier to manage. And so 
not only about the experience, you also have the whole uh, life cycle of developing SQLite applications that you can bring to bear now with your SharePoint sites. Does it also mean you have to have more training to understand how to write a SQLite application as opposed to an HTML app? Well, if you are already a Silverlight applica uh, application developer, there's no additional knowledge needed to develop SharePoint applications. Um, the more you know about SharePoint, obviously the tighter you can integrate into SharePoint and the, and the deeper and the more uh, places that sh you can surface your Silverlight applications. So I guess from that standpoint, I mean, if, if I'm a Silverlight developer and I'm developing standard Silverlight apps for the web, if now suddenly I can also make use of the large install base of SharePoint inside of companies, that, that actually increases my market marketability. Right, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, SharePoint is a, is, is a huge platform. It's, it's, it's an amazing business for us, and the, it's just growing by leaps and bounds. Uh, with SharePoint 2010, it's going to just grow exponentially uh, because the developer experience is uh, all integrated now into Visual Studio. So all of those skills that you know as a Silverlight developer directly apply with very low learning curve to get up to speed with SharePoint. Now, as you go and talk to people about integrating Silverlight with SharePoint, are you finding that it's more the, the SharePoint crowd that's trying to find out how to use Silverlight or the Silverlight crowd that's trying to find out how to get into, Silverlight, into SharePoint? Yeah, that's an interesting question because I actually ask people at my sessions that question. I, and even if you watch the PDC session, I say, how many people here are SharePoint developers wondering about Silverlight? And how many people are Silverlight developers wondering about SharePoint? And it's it's normally split 50-50. I, I get an equal amount of both sides of the development spectrum interested in the other side. So it's, it's kind of an interesting mix. That'd be kind of fun, yeah. And, and I can even see, like, you know, since I like, like tinkering and developing things and, and doing the cool apps, if I was a SharePoint developer, I'd want to tinker in Silverlight just because it is the new cool thing that everyone's talking about, where it's probably you know better conversation at the cocktail party than saying I'm a SharePoint developer to say I'm a Silverlight developer. Right. Yeah, I mean, it, and it's the cool thing for a reason. It's the cool thing because of all the reasons I talked about, which is uh, these great experiences, easy to develop, and really leverage that platform of um, SharePoint. You know, we, we laugh, uh, some of the product team and I, we talk about being the peanut butter and jelly, right? They're, they're both great by themselves, but when you bring them together, it really becomes, <laughs> you know, that great experience of, of leveraging that platform on top of uh, the experience that you get with Silverlight. Mm -hmm. how, how integrated are the two? I mean, is, is it basically just a Silverlight plug sitting on top of a SharePoint page, or it can actually integrate itself within the data flow that SharePoint's providing? Yeah, so uh, one of the nice things about SharePoint uh, 2010 is that the product team has really taken a bet on Silverlight. You know, traditionally, as you know, Office is, is a little bit conservative about, about the new technologies they bring into the Office stack. So by them building on and bringing Silverlight in natively, it really goes to say, it says a lot about, you know, how they feel the technology is and where they think the maturity of the technology is. Um, and so Silverlight is just a plug-in. It's, it's an XAP file that runs on the client. Um, but SharePoint itself has a number of ways to surface that out of the box. Uh, and we'll look at some of those in the demo coming up, but you'll see... Um, there's a native Silverlight web part control now inside of SharePoint, which makes it very easy to add your Silverlight controls into SharePoint. SharePoint now has a native client object model for Silverlight that allows you to use uh, just a standard object model like you would use on the server inside of your Silverlight application, and it handles all of the security and uh, networking and all of those communication calls um, that occur, and you just use a simple object model to program against SharePoint. Mm -hmm. I mean, I suppose you brought up a good point there because 
SharePoint is a server-side technology and Serverlite is a client-side technology and the two really don't cross over to the side that much. And so you would need to take and provide some, some shims to allow that data abstraction to be transparent between the two. Yeah, that's right. Um, there, there are a number of ways you can do this. You can do this with the traditional web services. You could create um, WCF services. Um, you could use this new uh, client object model. You can use the new RESTful services of SharePoint. SharePoint now exposes all of its list data as RESTful endpoints. So you could use that. Um, you could do it through AJAX and the HTML bridge of Silverlight to communicate back with that, um, with that data. And so all of these aspects of Silverlight come to play and allow you to get back to that SharePoint data which happens on the server. Mm -hmm. Well, let's, let's take a look at the demo, see how, how that's going. Great. So what we talked about earlier was, you know, in the demo that SharePoint really has taken a bet on Silverlight. And we can look at that in a number of places. For example, one of the things that's built in now, if we go to the Create page in SharePoint, we'll see that this brings up a dialogue, and this dialogue is a Silverlight control. Oh really? Wow. So they they're you know this this is produced by the SharePoint team. They're building this. Um, they're using Silverlight 3 because of the way the timings are. But in this scenario here, I'm using Silverlight 4 which works just as well because of compatibility. Mm -hmm. So this is actually Silverlight 4 to render this control and you get the rich, you know, Silverlight flashiness that you would expect to to get from a Silverlight control. So, you know, again, being built in. And, and essentially, I mean, that gave the developers of that SharePoint control, built-in SharePoint control, the ability to make the control look and behave any way they wanted it to, rather than being restricted to what HTML was going to provide them. Exactly, right. And, uh, you know, the thing is, is that if you, if you decide in your enterprise you don't want to do Silverlight, this just falls back to the original create page. It's in HTML and standard across all the browsers. Mm -hmm. um, but if you have Silverlight installed and enabled, you get this rich light up experience. So, uh, and in other places it uses too, like for example, the uh, Word applications and Excel and PowerPoint applications that you can run now in the browser. Um, some of those use Silverlight to help rendering if you have Silverlight enabled is another area. Uh, one of the things you can look at also is on your My Site. If you go to your new My Site, is what we see here, um, we can see things like um, your colleagues. And if you jump down to your colleagues, uh, you can look at your organization. And when you browse your organization, this is a rich Silverlight control now to browse your organization. And so what you get is as I click on people below me, I can navigate left and right through my organization and I can navigate up and down through my organization to have this rich Silverlight experience to browse my organization. Again, this is another control uh, that ships in the box with SharePoint and it's developed by the wow, SharePoint team. Cool. I haven't seen that on the Microsoft internal MySite yet, is it there? Yep, yep. Okay, so I'll Microsoft is now all switched over to 2010, so if you go okay. to your MySite, uh, you'll see this as well and you can see you know how far you how far you need to go to get to Steve Ballmer's spot, right? So you can see very visually and graphically what that experience <laughs> looks like. Sometimes uh, you're buried way down there someplace. <laughs> and um, another thing you can do is that you know you can, being part of your my site, you can easily add your own Silverlight controls uh, because one of the things you can do is um, come into your shared documents and you can add documents to your shared documents of your my site, for example. But one of the things you can add is uh, just their Silverlight control, which is a standard. So that was, that was just a Silverlight application that you had in one of your folders that you're yep. now installing. So a Silverlight application is just a zip file with some DLLs and manifest and stuff into it. It has the XAP extension. So all I did was browse to that like I would any other document. 
and add this document to my um, shared documents folder. And then it appears just like any document here. But what I want to do is I want to grab the path to this file that I just added so that I can create a Silverlight web part. And I'll put the page into edit mode here. And here we see the traditional, what you expect, SharePoint web part zones. Um, one of the nice things about SharePoint 2010 is that you're not required to put web parts in web part zones anymore. Uh, most of the pages now are wiki-based, so you can just insert inline web parts into a wiki page anywhere within your text like you would in any in Im image, for example. So here I want to add a web part, and we'll see the built-in control under media and content. We can see that there's the Silverlight control that's built by the SharePoint team. It only requires one property, which is that path that I just copied. So I'll just paste that in. We'll add the control. We'll stop editing. And we can see now that I have this rich um, Silverlight control hosted on my My Site. So I mean, I mean, what what all you've done in SharePoint is you provided basically a a holder for your Silverlight controls, and you provided the actual Silverlight data that's being pumped into that holder. That's right. And so um, you can see that it went out and got. Obviously, this is real weather in Seattle. It's we raining see. right now. Yeah. <laughs> but now, so again, this allows me to consume all of the share, uh, Silverlight controls that are just kind of floating out there on uh, CodePlex or wherever, mm -hmm. or Silverlight.net. I can consume these into my SharePoint site as widgets on my site to make myself more productive. That looks fabulous. But this doesn't really have any integration to SharePoint. It's just hosted on SharePoint. And so what you would do as a developer, you want to take that to the next level, is create your own web parts, create your own Silverlight controls, that can talk to so like, like for, I can see for example let's say you had a contact list and you'd be able to select a contact and it would look up that zip code and suddenly change the weather to show the weather for that particular zip code which this couldn't do but by actually having a control that you wrote you could actually have that control call back into SharePoint see what you selected and pull the zip code out of it that's right that's right and so we'll look look at that here so for example if I go back to my home page uh, one of the things that you can do is that here I have, for example, a simple contact list. It has job title, first name, last name. We have people like Guy, Kevin, and Roberto in the list. Um, and then I've created a Silverlight control that uses the Silverlight client object model, which is the native API built by SharePoint, into my Silverlight control to surface uh, a, a new view of that list in a rich way to allow people to edit that form. And again, I have all the people here. This is uh, skinned and themed with Silverlight. You know, you get the hover over effects. If I click on it, it spins around and allows me to edit and update their contact information. Some of that little gratuitous animation you always find on the web in places like that. Exactly, yeah. right? Uh, and in this case, it is gratuitous, but there are many cases where it really does add good business value to some of the, some of the uh, aspects. But one of the things I find most interesting about this example is that although this is a Silverlight control, it's fairly large and it's hosted on the entire page, uh, this happens to be a wiki page, um, you can really think about Silverlight integration into SharePoint at any aspect because in the end, uh, Silverlight is just an object tag in HTML and so any place in SharePoint where there is HTML code, you could put a Silverlight control. So navigation, the left-hand side, web part zones, menus, all aspects of, of SharePoint could be Silverlight enabled um, because it is, again, just an HTML tag inside of your SharePoint site. Mm -hmm. So traditionally, you see web parts, 
but it's really anything is fair game for where that can mm -hmm. go. And especially since, like again, this is client code running now within the Silverlight container. It is calling back to the SharePoint site and getting the data based upon your contact list that you have. And so that is full integration, bi-directional, right. with SharePoint and Silverlight running on the system. That's right. Could you write an entire page? It was just a Silverlight page that was taking and then skinning all of SharePoint? Yeah, sure. You could do uh, any of those, and we get questions, and we're still trying to work through what the guidance will be. Um, do you create, like you say, the entire page as a Silverlight control? Do you do like I've done here where I've taken over the entire region as a Silverlight control? Do I make many small controls as web parts and have the web parts be individual Silverlight controls that communicate with each other? Um, so there's still lots of guidance about where, how you architect those applications. And I think it really depends on what your scenario is and how you build those sites. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, I mean, I think, I think it's just like, what do you need? What's what's the tool you need to have for your particular use, and just do it that way. That's right. And the last last scenario I want to end with is one that I find most exciting, is that now what I can do is I have this Silverlight application, but what if I need to see this list all the time? And it'd be great that I didn't have to navigate down through my SharePoint site every day. I can just right click on my site and choose install the application, which will install the application to my desktop using Silverlight out of browser features. So once I do this, what happens is the Silverlight application gets cached on my desktop and installed. But using the client object model, it still goes back to retrieve all of that data. It's still connected to SharePoint. It's not uh, off. It's not totally offline. It's it's connected to SharePoint. Um, wait, 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 wait. But, but I, I'm noticing this little red button here that says you are offline, disconnected from the server. Yep. So where's it getting the data from then? Well, this button's actually not wired up in this demo right now. If I turn this online. Oh, okay. The, the code, but the code is available. The APIs are there to enable that feature. You can detect when you're online or offline in Silverlight with the Out of Browser mm -hmm. APIs. You can uh, now with Silverlight 4, you can make uh, com automation calls to uh, applications on your desktop. So from this application, I could uh, read and write to my Outlook calendar, or I can uh, read and write to an Excel spreadsheet from my Out of Browser application. Um, I can do things like caching and using the um, um, local storage to do different items when I want to be offline. So this application, if I want to make this application truly offline aware and still be able to show your contacts, what I do when I'm online, I would talk to the SharePoint server to get the data out of it and then cache that locally in some fashion and always notice if I'm offline, just read from the cache. That's right. And if I go back online, do an update between the two. That's right. Uh, and so we can see that this application, if I if I close that window and go to my start menu, we can see that the application is installed as an item, just feels like a native application to end users. Clicking on that opens the application and I'm back again. Um, and then it, the application can auto-update itself from the SharePoint site, so if I update the application, all that happens uh, magically behind the scenes through the APIs of Silverlight. But the final thing is, is if I'm done with the application, I want to remove it, I can just right-click and choose Remove, and the application is now uninstalled. So the install and uninstall experience is very seamless with out-of-browser applications, but yet I have the power of, of SharePoint behind those applications. Mm -hmm. What concerns does the IT administrator need to have in order to support that model of the out-of-browser experience with SharePoint? Is that, is that a headache for them? Are there going to be some sites that say, no, you can't do that? Um, that's, you can control that through policy if you want to, um, but in general, there really are no side effects. It, it's by default runs in the same sandbox as the internet um, browser does. So whatever concerns you have for your browser, 
the same concerns apply for your out-of-browser applications because they run in the same security context. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So basically, this should be something that will be available to all users of SharePoint uh, 2010 uh, writing Silverlight applications, they can do out-of-browser apps, they can do Silverlight apps that fully integrate with SharePoint either as widgets or as full-page controls like you've got here, That's right. or even far richer experiences if they need to. That's right. Mm -hmm. Now in the session we did at the PDC, um, do you dive into more details about how to develop these sort of applications like this? Yeah, so in the PDC session I go through and walk through step-by-step step how to create this application. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, it's very easy to do. It's all it's natively supported now in Visual Studio, so uh, Visual Studio has the tools to build, deploy, and debug these Silverlight applications within SharePoint. Okay, th and thanks. I think it's very, very exciting. I think it turns SharePoint into a, a tool that kind of is moving forward um, to capture the creativity that a lot of the developers on the web are starting to do nowadays, um, and the people that are traditionally doing business applications. I think they can enjoy the, those creative freedoms that that's they're right. going to get from doing anything they want and not be restricted yeah, down yeah, to. That's right. HTML stuff. Uh, what I'll do is when I post this video, I'll make sure I put a link to your session on the PDC, as well as any other links you want to send me uh, that help, might help people understand better how Silverlight and SharePoint uh, work together in 2010. Great, thank Thanks. you. So hopefully that gave some insights how you can increase the capabilities of your SharePoint site, or if you're a Silverlight developer, maybe increase some of your business reach. Thanks for joining us.